Uh. Some of people's one time. What up, what up, what up? You are back in the tornado. <laughs> back in the blitz. Known as... Uh, or the blizzard. The blizzard. There we go. You're back in the blizzard known as Across the Intersection. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here joined by two homo sapiens. Hey. <laughs> I told y'all, homo sapiens. What? Even Avery. <laughs> so L-G-T-B-Q-I-A-H-H H for homo sapiens. So please please listen to our illustrious podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, as always, SoundCloud, and you can follow us on social media. Um, at across this on Twitter, please go follow us, guys. Try and get our follows up. I'm trying to look like I'm I'm about that life. <laughs> so um, follow us on Twitter. Um, we're at across the intersection on Facebook, and we're on the gram at across this one, the number one, across this and the number one. Uh, you can also follow us individually. I'm at Divinimus, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S on all platforms. And I'm E to the V to the E on Twitter. This is Avery, so follow across this on Twitter. <laughs> In other words, I'm gonna start. Saying? I'm gonna start at an Avery, so y'all know his Twitter handle. I'm just gonna add him randomly throughout the day. Uh, yeah. So what's going on, everybody? You know, we. Uh, I know we've uh, had some good good run these last few weeks. No breaks. H- hashtag team no breaks. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Dan. Dan couldn't make it today. He has another event that's going on at the same time we're recording. So shout out to my man, Dan. That was the, that was the event that was paying him. So. <laughs> hey, 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 bro. You know, I told y'all how we get down in the that beginning. Reminds me, I got it. I got it. See, um, but I just hooked y'all up. So Merry Christmas and yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. No, I appreciate, and, it. Merry, appreciate it. And 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 all that. So Happy Christmas. And I gotta get you that invoice too. My bad, man. I'll do that today. It's on record. Yeah, it's on record. Um. So with with that being said, what y'all been up to? I know me personally. So I've been like on black blackness overload the last twenty four hours. Um, my wife and I we took the the kids to a Kwanzaa celebration last night over at a uh, high school not too far from here. It was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Um, no, just again learning. I'm mm. you know, learning. Um, yeah. Okay. And then after the Kwanzaa celebration, which it was put on by another homeschool community locally um, to to this area. Um, Wolf, Wilson Baker Academy. Shout out to Wilson Baker Academy. Wonderful. Dope. There's a dope uh, presentation y'all put on last night. Wonderful. Um, and then so after the Kwanzaa celebration, um, we watched 1804. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, really? To, to Whoa! Be, well, did you have a DVD or did you do the stream? I bought the DVD. Uh, check, but check this out. Yeah. I found out afterwards. Now he's making it available via stream. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He he didn't want to lose that streaming money. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish. I wish I would have known that before I spent the money on a DVD. No offense, Tariq. Shout out to Tariq. You can sponsor us anytime. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm a um, big Tucson fan. But I had to so. go whip out the old laptop and watch it yeah, on the laptop. I'm sure you got a PlayStation 1 sitting around here. So <laughs> play the or, DVD you know, on. The, the original Xbox, right? The <laughs> big 600 gigabyte joint. No. Yeah. No, nah, we, so we watched 1804 <laughs> last night. I think that joint was dope. The uh, real so. Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, like the <laughs> Xbox One. <laughs> the first joint. So we, you know, we, we I've, I've been on blackness overload for the hmm. last twenty four hours. So, it's, it's, so y'all watched. Let me let me get this straight. You watched eighteen oh four last night. What'd you think? What 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 the family think? What the kids think? 
Well, we didn't watch it with the kids first. We wanted okay. to, to screen the joint. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, We uh, true. pulled a, a Siskel and Ebert on the joint You don't first. want them to get no ideas yeah, overthrowing you know, the house exactly. or anything. Yeah, ain't nobody no revolution in here. Yeah. <laughs> I executes in here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I thought it was really informative. Like most of Tariq's movies, um, I always keep a notepad because I normally get it like a handful of things. I'm like, yo, I got to go back and check it, you know, take a look yeah. at that. So. And last night was no different. There's about half a dozen things I I wrote down that I'm gonna go back and and uh, check out on my own, doing some own you know doing some of my own research. Um, right, but so, it was a dope movie though. So we're talking about um, Toussaint Louverture, John Jack Desolé. Yeah. Uh, now I heard the streets, the streets, <laughs> the streets, streets were saying that um, this this show a lot of contributions from from women. In 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 eighteen oh four, is that is that the case? Yeah, one one woman in particular, Cecilia, I forget her last name, Cecilia something, but she was very mm. pivotal in working with John Jack Desali in really making the revolution like happen. Mm. She was really instrumental in um, helping to, to unify the various people groups all over the island. I haven't seen it to, yet, uh, but it, make it happen. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it, and I will be seeing it soon. But it just makes me wonder if there's some parallels that can be drawn, uh, because Napoleon was formidable, yeah. you know, and France at that time was an empire. Yet you have this little island or half island of people who were able to um, go wreck on the, on the on the French. And my question is. Just with go- what's going on in America now and how we're hundreds of years in and still don't have equality of opportunity, not from a violent perspective, but from a strategic perspective, is there anything that we can learn about how to take control over our own destinies that uh, that can parallel what happened back in the late 1700s? So to uh, to quickly to quickly respond to that, I think that it's important to like see not just that overthrow, but also the ripple effects and what happened because it's a it's a beautiful highlight in our history but our history didn't start there yeah. and it doesn't it didn't, didn't end there because uh they were essentially embargoes Cecilia Batima that was Cecilia Batima yeah. um uh, embargoes uh rules laws that were put on yeah that were that were, that were put on surrounding surrounding nations surrounding countries from France to not assist uh, the people of AT. They have suffered ever since. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and also according to according to this book, Black Labor, White Wealth that I read, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson um, wrote that. Big ups. And he talked about how the Haitian Revolution actually directly directly contributed to slavery in the United States. Yep. Well, I mean, well, it, of course, slavery in the United States was already going on. No, it, but it, it actually. Like solidified it because what happened is France was actually much more brutal in the way that they conducted their slavery, and so what ended up happening is, as a result of the revolution, is thousands of French soldiers, leaders, they fled Haiti and came to Louisiana. Yeah, and what they did when they came to the United States was they like that's what really turned the South into the South that we know today, like the the racist South, like. There was slavery all over the U.S. Like, we forget about the slavery in the North, right? But what really cemented it in the South was when, in the late 1700s and the early 1800s, when all those French soldiers and leaders and slave owners left Haiti, that's what they called Haiti, Hmm. 
you're like I'm, 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 I'm yeah, we got you, we got you. You know, you see, nah. you see, you see yeah, you, you being relevant. Yeah, you, you like that. <clears throat> and they left. I mean, so I think it's about ten thousand people. They said that left and came to the southern part of the United States, Florida in particular, and um, Louisiana. And that is what cemented because the practices that they practiced in in Haiti, they brought those practices like the practices of breaking slaves and things like that. The French had really mastered that stuff. <clears throat> That's one part. Now, the other part, I don't know if you talked about that in uh, 1804, but the other part from from what it is I was reading was as Eva just in the, it brought up a little bit, and that's the Louisiana Purchase. So what happened was is that France was already France was already engaged in many conflicts in Europe, and so when the Haitian Revolution uh, happened, Napoleon needed needed chips yep. in order to continue to funding and continue to fund the other wars that was going on, the expansion in Egypt, all this stuff, and <clears throat> and so that is what encouraged. France to 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 sell Louisiana, yep. uh, the Louisiana Purchase, which uh, was uh, Louisiana, and then also bits of land outside of Louisiana, west of the Mississippi, yep. and they kept selling pieces and pieces and pieces, you know, for like dollars to Andrew yeah, Andrew to- Johnson. A hundred dollars, something crazy. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and to be sure, Louisiana at that time was not the little boot shaped, you know. No. Yeah. It was now. a big it was chunk of the, the center of the country. Or well, third yeah. Of the center of the country. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, and in fact, France, France colonized um, areas of North America that go from the Gulf of Mexico, what we call now the Gulf of Mexico, all the way up until Montreal. Yep. So it's not like. You know this whole map that we see now is completely different. And people don't realize the reason that Quebec speaks French yeah. is because their colonies went all the way up yeah. into Canada. Yeah, yeah, it went all the way up into Canada. And um, and but 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 specifically, what drove because slavery was kind of dying out prior to the Haitian Revolution here in the United States. Like it's 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 the the um <clears throat> the demand for slaves was getting weaker. But when the Louisiana Purchase came, there was incentive. There was like anybody who could. This was this was a, this was um, put out by Andrew Johnson and his administration. Jackson, Jackson excuse me, Jackson, Andrew Jackson, and his administration. Shout out to Andrew Johnson in Atlanta. Oh, What's no. up? We don't want to shout out Andrew Johnson who came after Lincoln. He was terrible. Yeah. I thought you meant Andrew Johnson, mayor of Atlanta. No, no, no. no, no, no. Like Either way, Keisha something is now up. the mayor. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so thank you for that assist. <laughs> he, can, he can sponsor us anytime. Even hit me with that Lonzo ball. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that they said in the documentary, too, that France was actually planning to invade America. Not surprised. And, and it was the Haitian Revolution that actually prevent, like all the yeah. soldiers that went to Haiti, they were actually en route to the United States. So the States. interesting thing is instead of putting economic sanctions on Haiti for the entire couple of hundred years since, America should have been thankful. How about nah. that? You know what America well, did? They actually huh, invaded Haiti. So there was a U.S. occupation mm-hmm. of Haiti in the early part of the 20th century where they rewrote the Constitution. They did a whole bunch of yeah. things in the in terms of the infrastructure because similar to what we were talking about in pre pro with Zimbabwe, and we're gonna get to Zimbabwe on a later episode. Um, in the Haitian, in the original Haitian constitution, it it was written that no non Haitian could own property. Mm-hmm. That was in their constitution, and as a part of the U.S. occupation in the early part of the 20th century, the Haitian constitution was rewritten, and portions like that were were taken out so 
similar to what, what I remember when I learned about what happened in Puerto Rico and the U.S. occupation of Puerto Rico yeah. after the Spanish had left. It's like there's so many holes yeah. in history. The like. I think slavery is such a big gaping hole that the U.S. system had to acknowledge it. But there's so many other little small holes that go completely unnoticed in in U.S. history that they don't like to talk about. Haitian occupation, Puerto Rican occupation, where the U.S. actually went, the Hawaiian occupation, like where the U.S. went in. Queen Lilio Kalani yeah. was a sovereign of her own country, and we felt like it would be okay. Just to go just in and take, take the yeah. drink. Yeah, and in reference, in reference to uh, Andrew Jack, Andrew Jackson, yeah, Andrew <laughs> Jackson's administration, there there was a promise to the um, there was a there was a promise to the Americans that. Uh, in order to like whatever land, whatever land that you could till, then you could have, and and so as the Louisiana Purchase, the the the, the United States at the time started to acquire more and more land west, and they wanted to or they wanted to till it and subdue it and really um, t- uh, pay taxes taxes to be taxes were to be paid to Britain to Britain. It was encouraged uh, that anybody who could come and 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 and, and uh, uh, till this land, then you could you could have it. It could be yours, and so it encouraged it encouraged more white people to go from east to west, and it also encouraged more people from Britain to come to the United States. And because of that, because of that, that that demand that that actually uh, created the a new demand for slavery. Yeah. So. And just to be sure, for the sake of our listeners, we understand it was Thomas Jefferson who was president during the Louisiana Purchase. But what we're talking about is the reverberations of that, yeah, yeah, where yeah. by the time even Andrew Jackson came along, he's still making uh, legislation and, and moves toward that particular part of the country that had just been purchased a couple of decades prior. Okay, so, well, yeah, that's good, because everything runs together in my head. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you know. Uh, Every president was involved. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Eisenhower was there. I don't, I don't. As, as, as far as I'm concerned, King Tut and Malcolm X won six rings with Michael Jordan. So, you know, it all runs together in my so, head. So that, so that's, so for, for those listening, we we actually are not intended on talking about 1804 today, but that's just what I've been doing the last 24 hours. So. What about you guys? What, yeah. have, what have y'all been up to these last few days? It's, it's really interesting. Right right now, um, I've been doing a lot of digging into historical fiction and, and uh, with the, the Crown, the show The Crown on um, on Netflix. About, What's that? Yeah, that's the show about um, uh, the about Queen Elizabeth, who is currently still the queen. Uh, and she's, I just you know, want to say Biggie, like King of New York, yeah. <laughs> the Crown. I wasn't but, sure. But yeah, so you know, it goes all the way back to the time that uh, the mantle was passed to her and her extremely long long you know time being the queen of england and poor charles i don't know if he'll ever become a queen he might die before before, before she does queen i mean before he becomes king oh, okay. he you know he might die before she does like it's just been taking so like she's, you know, she's charles old. you talking about the dude that was with diana yeah yeah charles is is, is queen elizabeth's That's her son, son yeah. yeah and so what i'm saying is that he's next in line to be king but he's been prince charles for all this time and now he's what 60 something hmm. years 70 something years old but anyway um so basically this his talks- mother sipping that lean but she won't die <laughs> So, so and his father still i think philip is 100 and 
I don't know how old he is, 90 something. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, this is a net, the Netflix show about uh, about Queen Elizabeth, how she became queen when she was, I think, 25 years old. Oh, wow. And how she's been queen this entire time. In addition to that, I've also been reading a couple of works of historical fiction, including one by Chimamanda Adichie, uh, Half of a Yellow Sun, which which deals with uh, Nigeria and, um, and their war for independence, but also more specifically the Biafra uh, secession from that country. And like a lot of the conflicts that happened right after independence. And so I'm saying all this to say, um, even though it's fiction, it really gives you some kind of insight, you know, when you have authors or filmmakers who are really uh, devoted to the historical context. And the thing that struck me about both of these works that I've looked at for the past you know, week or so mm-hmm. is that, is that um, Africa, 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 and this is a, a generalization, hmm. but come on, there's just so, in, in some cases, there's just so much deference toward oppressors. Woo. It, it just blows my mind. I, one of the things that happened in The Crown, and this is based on history, is that uh, Philip, uh, His Royal Highness Philip, who he was eventually called, did a tour around the world to what was then the part of the uh, different parts of the British Commonwealth. And every place he went, whether it was uh, in the South Pacific, whether it was Africa, wherever, like, you know, I know that at that time they had colonized these countries, mm. but still there seemed to be no resistance whatsoever to mm-hmm. their presence. It mm-hmm. was almost like it was an honor mm-hmm. to the oppressed people groups that their king or their, I'm sorry, the husband of their queen was in their presence. Mm-hmm. And it's similar with the with the uh, book that, that I was just talking about where there was just pride in Nigeria of being at one point British subjects. Mm. You know, they had just gained their independence, but, yeah. you know, there was there was a level of pride uh, in being British subjects, and and when Biafra tried to secede, you know, the Britain came in, and Nigeria actually used their resources to pull their country together, and it's just like, what is going on when you have oppressors who still have that kind of reverberated influence as time goes on, even after in- independence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that connects to uh, fashion, um, fashion and um, <clears throat> fashion and economics, and uh, you know in Africa. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of times it's like, it's only two kinds of Africans as far as style. It's like the three, the three piece suited person on standing mm, on the equator. Yeah. Like super sharp. Yeah. Yeah. That's super, super sharp, you know, Oswald Botang look or, you know, the Sally Struthers joint. (laughs) So it's like either one of the two. And I wonder. I like Oswald, by the way. But anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Oswald Botang. I'm sure sponsors AJ, anytime. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Sponsors. So, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, I remember. I forget who I was talking to, because um, you know I, I, I actually been to, I've been to um, South Africa. I forget who I was talking to, but somebody was telling me that the very reason why they dress the way they dress. Yeah, in fact, it was somebody from South Africa was telling me the reason why they do the things that they do dress the way that they dress, is to show wealth. It's to show wealth because, you know, we got the townships, we got our huts, we got our, um, <clears throat> you know, our, our poverty in which that is well documented. Mm-hmm. And so it's no different than the, um, <clears throat> as some would call it out here, the decadent veil in the United States where, uh, you know, it's like, you know, well, I got this and I got that, and the, but, no, you know, holding money to your ear. it's like that it's like that so and it's funny but that's mm -hmm. a that's a trait of 
historically oppressed people. Mm. That the, the moment you get a little taste of something, like because my whereas you know, Mark 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 Zuckerberg and people like that are driving a Hyundai a Hyundai exactly. Accord and beat up Reeboks to work. Yeah, and day. you don't they don't have to display their wealth. Warren Buffett as well. But then if somebody's new money, you will know that they are new money. Yeah, y- y'all. I mean, y'all y'all know that my brother in law from India, so he used to tell me about the same kind of stories from India. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, "Yo, I got the new iPhone 10." But you got no running water in your house, like yeah. you know. What I'm saying like your your floor is dirt in your house, but mm. you're telling me about this new leather coat you put. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like historically oppressed people. Mm-hmm. You throw a couple of trinkets Come at on. them. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. You throw a couple of trinkets at them, and all of a sudden they it's like they they forget about all of the carnage that's going on behind them. You know, because I have a a couple of trinkets, you know that that you toss my way. So it's you know, you can you can do that with with oppressed people. I think, and not only that, you can do that with people. Because one of the the biggest takeaways that I got from eighteen oh four, and li- listen, guys, I promise for those listening, we we do have topics today. We're not just rambling on. Um, was the people of Haiti during the revolution? They didn't value their own lives. Like there are stories of. French soldiers and French captains who, one of the reasons in which Haiti was able to win the revolution, it wasn't just that there was a revolt, but it was the way they were fighting. The way they were fighting was like, I'm not afraid to die. It's like, now or you know, never. Like it's now, yeah, like it's now or never. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. Like they were, there are stories of Haitians jumping into the cannons to like block the cannon, like literally throwing their bodies into the cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Just to prevent the cannons from firing at the on the rest of the people, and so some of the like that was that was putting such fear in the French soldiers. Like, yo, we can't fight these people. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's like for oppressed people, if you still value these little trinkets so much, there's you're you're never going to be unoppressed because you still value the trinkets so much. And your know? enemy will always know how to approach you. Exactly. Always. The always. trinkets first. Yeah. You know, I can I can get the the island of Manhattan for twenty four dollars in, in in trinkets. Yeah. Yeah. Like we we can always be swayed by a couple of shiny things. You know, if you read up on how the De Beers Corporation, you know, mm. created this diamond frenzy that we're all in right now so uh, uh, some shiny trinkets some some shiny pieces of carbon i think that if if people stop valuing trinkets i think that you would see things like oppression be gone in one yeah. generation it yeah. could literally be it could be obliterated in one generation yeah. if people were to change their value systems if mm. people were to change what they value, you know, this is what the Bible talks about. You know, if I value my life so much, I'll yeah. lose it. Yeah. You know, if if I value trinkets so it's much, all right there. Yeah, I will lose because all of the carnage that's in the the wake of an oppressive, mm. you know, structure will be overlooked because oh, I get a new Lexus. Yeah. You know, or you know, I I get to live in a good neighborhood, or you well, know, well, whatever. You, you you can stop the podcast right there. Right there. Right, right there. Is, right there. Is, that is, answers the question right there. So I know I just pissed off some people, but hey, listen, guys. You know, you brought it home. You talked about uh, freedom of oppression. You talked about uh, spirituality uh, made relevant uh, <clears throat> through our faith. You 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 just basically brought everything home. I mean, I don't know what else we need to. <laughs> uh, just rap. Yeah, it's just this rap. might be the shortest show in the in the history. <laughs> but yeah, when you have a situation like this, in which um, you know, like the the oppressor knows exactly how to approach you, yeah. you know. But if you don't have anything to lose, that I mean, 
Mm. I mean, wh- what what can oppressed. be done? There's no strategy yeah. against mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So with with that being said, guys, I know we I, we promised y'all some topics, and we do. But we're gonna let a hey, where, where you been the the last few days, last week. <clears throat> I've been recovering from. Uh, illness. I caught that Zebola. Yeah. So I yeah, remember in, he called in last week. So yeah, I caught that Zebola. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I caught it like Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> one-handed. One-handed. You got that one. <laughs> I broke my leg. <laughs> so I was I, with blonde tips. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, y'all can see Avery now. He got blonde tips. In his, <laughs> that's not gray in his beard. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and um, <clears throat> I was at home, I was at home, I was trying to recover, uh, and then I started to get a little bit better, I still got a little minor cough, but for the most part, I'm doing much better, shout out to Organic Pineapples, I'm telling you that bromelain, it takes, it'll take care of you, you just, you know, I mean, it works for me, is my bromelain? physiology. Is bromelain in, in ob- something within the organic pineapple? It's in a pineapple, well, uh, it's a, I believe it's a, it's a vitamin or a mineral, one of them within things. Within the- Yeah, within mm-hmm. the pineapple, and bromelain helps to, it's a, it's a antihistamine, it's oh, a natural, natural. antihistamine. Yeah, you wasn't just so. like biting them joints straight up, you was cutting it, right? You didn't just Of course like, I was biting it straight up, man, what you think this is, man? <laughs> I'm just saying, Did we you African people, people, you know what I'm saying? Did you send it through the juicer or did you have it? Nah, yeah, I have a I have a, a blender. Okay. I have a blender and uh it's a it's a Vitamix and so it's very high powered. It's a high power oh, blender. Yeah. I, I use that. Drinks, yeah. yeah, I use that. I blended it up and I take that and mixed it with uh I think I may put cucumber. With the rind or without the rind? No, no. I I, I take the rind off. Okay. Yeah. And, and Oh, you ain't real then. No, I'm not you real. real. I'm pseudo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, I knocked a few of those back and immediately, you know, um, when I went, because I, I was doing the more traditional ones from Giant, but then I was like, man, this ain't really kicking the cold like I know it can. So I moved back to the organic ones and it's just like the next day Boom. I was straight. And wow. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and <clears throat> with that said, this past week, you know, um, I had a friend that passed away. Um, we celebrated her life, um, and uh, shout out to um, <clears throat> uh, Lakia Lakia Williamson Kasayahu. Uh, she she actually changed her name. She became a, um, a Hebrew Israelite uh, along with her husband and family, um, and um, she she traveled up and down the United States, and um, with her and her family baptizing people uh, in in, um, in the ocean and the rivers and. You know all of that, and unfortunately, she had came down with um with acute myeloid leukemia on on October 29th of 2017, and then um uh, her husband took care of her all the way up until when she passed away on December 5th 2017, which is four days before my wife passed away. People probably don't know this, but I'm a widower, dude. You've been hearing this whole time. It's actually a widower. My wife she passed away on December 9th 2011 due to um, <clears throat> due to melanoma, which is a uh, 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 deadliest form of skin cancer, so uh, this past uh, this past month was very this past month was very a very very powerful one, very strong one. We celebrated the life of of Kasayahu, uh, and also um, by extension the life of her husband Kanyahu or Kanai Williamson, and so um, we've been able to reconnect. And um, but That's for, dope. yeah, yeah, Some yeah. Of you tell me that they, you know, kind of disconnected for a while. Yeah, so cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then lately, I just been reading as well. 
Um, I I've been reading as well. Man, I've been going through a lot of stuff. You know, kind of kind of um trying to uh, incorporate new disciplines in my life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> trying to uh, uh started reading more, reading more about this. Uh, I, I finally finished up this book, Intro to African Civilizations. Yeah, it's yeah. three hundred and seventy three pages, <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to read through it again. But it's just yeah. a very powerful, very enlightening book. Goes through about ten thousand years of the origin. Of man um, <clears throat> as originating from Africa all the way up until about 1970, uh, when the book was published, and so it was written by a gentleman named John G. Jackson, who's since passed away. Uh, but I've been I've been into that, and yeah, man, it's just been very you know very enlightening. That's um, what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to that book that you got, man. The um, African influence of the of the, On Christian, the Christian mind. mind. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm you know I'm looking for I'm just looking for parallels. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. looking for, you know, the stuff that we talk about, you know, our lives. We don't just make this stuff up, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It didn't just, just flash in our head. It has a history. Yeah. And so I'm interested in, in, in you know, exploring, you know, where where these things come from. And it, it just helps to give me a better sense of, you know, purpose. So. No, All the definitely. scholarship is and out there, Yeah, y'all. people, y'all, y'all, you know, just a encouragement to people. I would encourage you guys to read. Read books, you know, read. Don't, you know, cats watch one YouTube video and become experts on something. <laughs> it's like, nah, go back. You know, I I love the passage in the New Testament that that talks about the the Bereans. And people have, have used it to make to justify being judgmental, but that's not what the Bereans were. You know, it's like oh, I'm a I'm a Berean. No, what the scripture says about the Bereans is they received the word with gladness. They received the word, but then they went back to study. Mm-hmm. what had been said to see if it be true. So I can hear something and think it's dope, right? Mm-hmm. I can watch something and be like, yo, that's dope, okay. Right. But it's still incumbent upon me to then go back and do my research. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's incumbent upon me to go back and see if those things be true. Just, you know, we, we can't have one without the other. Like, we can't have the study without the emotional connection. But you also, like many Christians, cannot have just the emotional connection to something said Ooh. without doing some backup research even you know listen those guys were researching paul all right he was yeah. he was the guy who wrote half the new testament and they were still like let me go how, let me go back and research this cat you know what yeah. i mean to see if what he said be true so we just got to have that men, that mindset so you have to be responsible adults you know for our offspring for our mentees yeah. and our influences yeah. but also for ourselves yeah. because otherwise you're looking around we, we're in such a propaganda Come on. filled Come on. environment Come on. where the only thing we see are images that show first of all partial truths and even the truths that are shown are, are results Come of on. so as responsible adults should we not say wait a second every time i see a haitian person the person is, has flies around their eyes they live in po- poverty wait a second what happened here and then if you go back in time and you see that there have been i don't know if there's an economic sanction that's lasted longer than four uh, i'm sorry 200 years against a tiny little nation in the Mm. caribbean Mm -hmm. like in in a global sanction Mm -hmm. the united states got with france and with other major powers against this little nation but people are going to look and say oh what's wrong with those haitians Mm -hmm. you know every time i turn around there's a problem but this is just one example whatever you look around and see when you see these quote-unquote american ghettos and you see people standing on street corners no 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 there is a reason for everything that that society shows us and so instead of normalizing in our minds let's think about what the reason might be yeah. reading helps to do that that's what's up so you may hear us reference some books so i would encourage you to go out and read them so if you want to read i actually just bought it i haven't started reading it yet but 
go back and if you are interested, go back and read um the the book that Avery just oh, mentioned. Man, I'm so I'm 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 getting excited <laughs> about having a conversation about this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you know, being on the same page. So go back and read um, literally you know, on the same page because we talk books, we talk books. <laughs> yeah. So you know, go go out and read Introduction to African. Civilizations. Civilizations. Yeah. Go out and read the African Impact on the Christian Mind. Definitely, it's two two very good books. Like African said, Impact or African Influence? I'm sorry, is it Impact or Influence? Damn. I think it's Influence. The African Influence okay. of the Christian Mind. Because I had looked it up, but it is Thomas Oden is the author. So go out and check it out. There are definitely two books. So we're gonna break here and come back and get it in with some topics. Looking to make your ideas come to life? Because ideas can never die, you want to ensure that you are working with a skilled professional who can take your vision from abstract to reality. Let me introduce you to Darius Corey Designs. Darius is a graphic designer, illustrator, and photographer who has worked with clients ranging from large corporations to newly married couples just looking to memorialize their nuptial ceremony. From portraiture to logos and comic book illustrations, Darius uses his talents and passion to bring even the most vague ideas to fruition. Get in touch with Darius today at www. Dot DariusCorey.com. That's D A R I U S C O R R Y.com. Or via email at Darius at DariusCorey.com. That's D A R I U S at DariusCorey.com. Mention this ad and get 20% off your first order. Please support our sponsors the way they support this podcast and let them know you heard about it at Across the Intersection. All right, so what's up? What's up? We're back. Yep. So this is something that we wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago. We just never got to it. So hmm. we do know that this is a little older for some of you guys who might, you know, realize that this happened back the early part of December. But it's still it, it it's still all, relevant. All four people. Okay. <laughs> all Whatever. four people who know who these people are, right? Yeah. Well, um, Ravi Zacharias well, yeah, is, yeah. is really well known. Yeah. And the other dude is kind of big too. Yeah. So all right, so does. so you know, for those of you who listen, and, and we've talked about this for a couple of weeks, the whole Me Too thing that's happened, you know, and sexual assault and the allegations and people losing their jobs and mm. their careers being mm. crumbled and, and, and all sorts of things. And Catching L's. By the way, because it job burnt me up. I'm, you know, I'm not going to take us on a tangent, but I'm just throwing this hand grenade out. It kind of burnt me up that the Carolina Panthers owners being made to sell the team off of some Me Too. Wait, he's being made to sell the team? Yeah, like he stepped mm. he stepped That's why Kaepernick, Kaepernick and those people are coming up saying, we'll buy the team. But I'm just like, dude's been taking a knee for a year and a half and nothing's happened. Like one allegation wow. and this dude deep. is uh, like- Good point, good point. So for all the people who listen and wonder why we've had oh, that show- Oh, so that's why they replaced it with that lady. Yeah. To make it seem She's like, temporarily taking over. go. I told you, feminist so, power grab. But that does, yeah, that goes back to what we were discussing a couple racism weeks ago, which sexism. is racism exactly. versus sexism. So, what type of response and how quick does that response how take quick, place? Exactly. Thank, thanks for the tangent. Bro. So, yeah, I know. That we, was we, quick. We're not going, so, but this is related to the Me Too thing. So, for those of you who don't know, and we gonna, we may get a little esoteric mm, right now. We're going to get a little esoteric for those of you who might know who, who might not know who these guys are. But Ravi Zacharias is a big time Christian preacher, right? Mm. Specifically and, apologist, which means that he is very heady, very cerebral. And if you ask him a question about Christianity, like why it is bad, why granola, do bad things happen yeah. to good people type thing, he can break the scripture all the way down in response so to Eve these questions. So Eve just got even more esoteric. He's a, he's a granola. <laughs> questions about, about Christianity. Granola cruncher. 
There is a scripture what is that, that says yeah, granola cruncher uh, <laughs> apologist basically. Oh. Like people wouldn't. You'd have to. I'm not in the in crowd because I have no idea no, what that I'm is. I'm not saying I'm just saying, well, I'm 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 taking something that people use as oh, a okay. as a um <clears throat> as a pejorative for uh um uh healthy eaters and hipsters yeah. and stuff calling them granola oh, crunches. But yeah, I'm just okay. saying that for this person it's just a very uh heady kind of like logic you know, based. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Very logic based. Yeah, okay. and, and and apologists in general really, really take seriously that scripture that says that you should always have an answer. Uh, when somebody questions the hope right. that's within you, yeah. and so Ravi Zacharias just happens to be the you know the person that you want to bring your unbelieving family member to, and if Ravi can't answer it, then nobody can. Type of person. That's <laughs> that's the pedestal that he's been okay. placed on. Okay. All right. I didn't know all that. Thank you, Eve. So we just got it even more narrow. For no, I'm just kidding. Because I'm a Christian and I'm not that familiar with Ravi Zacharias. I know Ravi and I've heard him on the radio a couple times. Um, but I don't follow him, you know, to that degree. So when this came out, I had to do a little bit of reading because I'm not, you know, I'm not a part of the in crowd as it no. pertains to cats like Robbie Zacharias. But with that being said, he is a believer. He is a leader. And I do know what the scriptures say about leaders who are believers. Um, and so Robbie's background is he's his family's Indian. Um, he was he's from Canada, though, and he converted to Christianity. Um, so I'm just going to make the assumption his family is either Hindu or Muslim. Those are the two main religions in India, but there could be something different. So correct me if I'm wrong. If you want to hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, please correct me if I'm wrong. But he did convert. I do know that he converted to Christianity. Now, Ravi oversees a $24 million, $24 million like the dude from Austin Powers. What's the Dr. Evil? Dr. Evil, $24 million. Uh, ministry. That's how much his ministry made in in uh, revenue last year. So I mean, we're not talking about a street corner preacher here. We're no, not no. talking about you know a storefront cat. Where you know, Ravi's making serious money. Yeah, off of right? books, off of lectures. Exactly. You know, he's been out out and about for a while. And so, but Ravi was recently um, accused of sexual harassment. Woo! There were some allegations made of <laughs> made from Ravi for real. That's the that's the the, you lying. Yes, I'm, I, this is truthful. This, this is all truthful information. So th there's an article in Christianity Today that, you know, the reason in I- what? In Christianity Today. <laughs> What's that? It, no, the, now I wanted to go this one because it's going to be a little bit more puff piece type. Oh, It's a Christian okay. publication ah, where you know a normal publication would be a little bit more venomous and probably would be a little bit more skewed. Hmm. But this makes it easier to get to the facts, and also yeah. it makes it easier to rip the facts apart. Okay, you know, okay, rip, you know, rip okay, their point okay. of view apart. So Ravi says this because so just for those of who are, those of you who want to know, he was he's being accused of sexting. Woo. I know, right? For people who don't know, for our older folks, our baby boomers who might not know what sexting is, that's sending nasty, nasty on the text message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, photos. Photos, mm -hmm. nasty Selfies. words, uh -huh. little videos. Well, I'm just wondering, gifts. I feel sorry for the person on the other end of those Ravi Zacharias, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting the joints. If, if you get the sex from Robbie, yeah, I know. I, I yeah, Ooh. for real. Man, throw the phone well, away. The defense is that she was the perpetrator, and yeah. she was the one who reached out to him supposedly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. not. It's that, not that she was walking down the street and all of a sudden she gets a penis pic yeah, of, yeah, um, yeah. of from a that's, sixty that's not, some odd year old man. That's not sexual harassment. That's pure violence. <laughs> <laughs> no boy, you did that, like oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is like yeah. that's a felony assault yeah. right there. That's, you know, that's crazy. Up. So anyway, it's attempted murder. Uh, <laughs> trying to give me a heart attack. Right, Robbie, you trying to kill me? <laughs> so any, anyway. Yeah, Robbie. so supposedly she and her husband had reached out to him and you yeah. know, and then, you know, supposedly it went from there. Now there there but the, the thing that I just wanna bring up is that there is something to it because here's the here's the, the statement that Ravi makes. And this is what I wanna just sort of this is what I wanna pick apart, which is what I don't like when Christians do this. Mm. He says, um this is a direct quote from Ravi in an article. He says, I've learned a, a difficult and painful lesson through this ordeal. I have failed to exercise wise caution and protect myself from even the appearance of impropriety. And for that, I am profoundly sorry. I have acknowledged this to my Lord, my wife, my children, our ministry board, and my colleagues. Mm. What the heck does that mean? Like, like it it is it is just one in a litany of ambiguous statements that I hear from Christian leaders sometimes. Like, tell me what you like if you're apologizing. Like it's like when 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 people say I'm a sorry if you're offended, like what? Like you're yeah, not really Ma- apologizing. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas joint. I'm yeah. sorry uh, if I offended you by denying you the dream um, team. The dream, dream team. Uh, if, <laughs> but like, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> thank you. Yeah, are you, you know apologizing what, or it, no? Is it know? possible that when someone is falsely accused, they don't want to even? use the words to acknowledge the false accusation yeah, in their the, apology the, the because then it yeah because then it, it acknowledges that yeah. which was false mm-hmm. do but you if think you're, it's possible if that that's what he guilty, was trying to then do then i wouldn't even issued an apology that's my well, point well, like if so like if somebody were to accuse me well, today, no, no. okay but that that's what this sounds like that sounds like if somebody's not guilty and there was an accusation made but they can say to themselves man i spoke to this person twice i should have ignored them the first time you know, then there is some sort of accountability that they're trying yeah. to respond to yeah. by saying, man, I kind of brought this on myself by even opening my mouth to talk to yeah. this crazy person. Yeah, I I, I, mm, I, I don't know if I agree with no, that, no, but no. go ahead. Well, well, according to the account, I actually I actually think uh, Eva pretty much summarized what, what this gentleman is trying to do because according to the account, what he was, what he had said was that he was at one of his, you know, whoop, whoop, rah, rah joints, okay. um, lectures, whatever. And some, a husband and a wife was in the audience. They wanted to speak with him afterward. He exchanged contact information with the husband. That's what he said. Then right. he said he never reached out. No, no, no. He said he reached out. He emailed the husband as he had promised. And he said the wife responded to the email and he said he had continued conversation and it was at that point in time according to this apology he's saying look clearly i should not have even responded either not i should not have sent that email directly to the husband or when i saw the wife had responded i should have passed the ball that that's that's um probably poor choice of words He, (laughs) he should have allowed somebody else to 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 uh take responsibility for the communication and he and i think what he was doing was acknowledging that he was taking responsibility for 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 that choice that's what i'm saying See, i don't think that choice deserves an apology though like it's like if i email a guy and his wife because i know couples that do this right i know couples that the yeah. wife will log into the husband's email yeah. sometimes and send emails yeah. i know people that do that so if i email the husband i'm like yo what's up we going to go to the game, you know, whatever. It don't even have to be nothing spiritual. And the wife is like, oh, no, nah, he's not coming. He has something to do. This is his wife. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. 
I can still reply back. Oh, all right, thank you. I I'm hope he feels better. So on and so forth. Well, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, but not him. Because as you know, that a lot of these preachers and pastors in these um uh, <clears throat> who who move and I say it, who move artificially, um, don't necessarily know how to really handle themselves. And so rather than dealing with their internal issues, they just basically try to put themselves in a bubble. Two so things. To speak. Two things. First of yeah. all, what do you mean by moving artificially? And second of all, what do yeah. you mean by they don't know how to handle themselves? Sure, 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 sure. So, so um, what I mean by moving artificially is that they might have a particular um, uh, view or attraction uh, to X, Y, or Z, and rather than dealing with that particular attraction to X, Y, and Z, their way of dealing with it is to is to put themselves in a bubble, right? A la Mike Pence type joint? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A la Mike Pence and just be like, because he looks like a robot, right? Like the dude looks like, everything he says looks rehearsed. He, it's just like. um, You're talking Mike Pence or Robbie? Mike Pence. Okay. And so uh, it's like, well, I don't, I don't go anywhere without my wife. I don't, I don't sit down with another woman without my wife. Like the fact that you have to say that shows that there's problems going on and you need this guard um, because you know you have certain urges. Maybe you're trying to prevent problems from going on. Well, the, or the appearance the, of evil. Yeah, but 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 the level of the, the what that does to your mind, what that does to you, it's not freedom. I think it's, it's a, not it, freedom. It's a it's distortion prison. of the scripture. Yeah, because that scripture does say, "Don't let your good be spoken of as evil." Yes, that's what this. But if I'm sitting down having avoid lunch with, even the appearance of evil is what but the scripture. Like says. if I call you up, hey, yo, you want to get a sandwich? And we go to Subway. That's not evil. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm sitting down with you. Yes, I'm a married that's man. The, yes, you're a single woman. Yeah. But we're just sitting in Subway having a sandwich. That's you why it saying? says appearance of evil. But would me emailing a guy and his wife responding, is that the appearance of evil? I don't think it is. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think it, it all depends that, on who's looking at it. And so this this idea that that's a very subjective thing, and that's what I'm trying to get at is like rather than moving by the spirit, and this is what I mean, like dealing with the thing internally, because these people get married, and people get married for all different kinds of reasons, but when you marry, you locked in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you still have to deal with the things inside of you. And so, um, but to, to just to get back on the whole Ravi thing, uh, I just, I, I, I feel like that, I, I give him credit, I, I give him credit for taking responsibility and saying, look, I shouldn't even clearly I shouldn't have even responded to this person from jump. I give him I give him credit in saying that. Would it have been me or some you know somebody else in the same position that probably would have did the same thing? And, and, and AJ saying I probably would have did the same thing. And I don't think that that's worth an apology. I see both sides, mm-hmm. right. um, but you know I'm I'm I, I'm because of how this played out. I'm actually not going to dig into. You know, Ravi, like I, like I, like I was going to a couple weeks ago, right. uh, because of you know. The only reason that I, I, I think that there's more to what this the record shows, huh? Because, yeah. like you know, technology. If uh-huh. if if I sent some some penis pics, right? If I sent some, I don't know nothing about some, that. If I sent some <laughs> vulgar emails, right? There's ways oh, to track that. that. I know about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, but there's ways to track that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's why it's like, if I know I didn't send it, there's no need to apologize. 
Because it's technology. Okay, so then let me tell you a but reason he didn't that there it. might be. It wasn't him. It was the girl. I mean, the lady, the woman that was sending stuff. That's okay, what he's but saying. But the, there's a reason. I just want to say there's a reason that might come up about uh, why he would need to apologize. So he has a, a $24 million or organization Uh-oh. that Uh-oh. Hold brings on. in. Million? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. That organization that brings in $24 million. I mentioned his Everything lectures. Everything spiritual, so we talk talking about the money to the ear. I mentioned his lectures and I mentioned his books, but I didn't mention that a percentage of that might be the contributions of his partners and so it's possible that the partners when they heard this they said okay come on Eva I need there to be some kind of acknowledgement of something come on otherwise I'm gonna pull out so my question becomes or so my response becomes maybe that's the reason you have to say something otherwise Mm. you know you have a group of people who are contributing to that particular uh, uh, stream of revenue come on but isn't isn't and I'm asking is an acknowledgement an apology like I could acknowledge it and say, "Listen, guys, yeah, somebody has accused me of sexting." It's you splitting the, the, hairs, man. You, no, I'm, I'm, I'm because what this does is it brings reproach upon the body because then it gets people who might want to dig into Ravi, right, and say all these Christian preachers is no good because this. Look at this cat; he's seventy four years it, old or whatever, sending penis pics. If his apology, if his, if his apology keeps that twenty four. Instead of going to eleven, it's at twenty-two. Then he's gonna yeah, make because, that apology because old grandma from you know Lenore County, North Carolina, is not gonna send her five dollars a month anymore. And then you multiply that by the number of other grandmas who well, aren't I mean, gonna send their five dollars. That's a month. related to what we talked about with Haiti. I mean, if Robbie's looking at the cash as opposed to his character, like I'm, and you know, maybe that maybe you're right. Maybe that's I'm not just accusing me. him of, of looking at the cash. I'm just looking at the fact that he created an organization that, from his perspective, is. Uh, uh, protecting the integrity of Christianity and the Bible. So this, to him, I think from his perspective, this is bigger than Ravi Zacharias. So should he not just present an opportunity to apologize for the sake of the organization, which supposedly is doing so much good in the world? But when I apologize, it implies wrongdoing. That's what. That's my problem with the apology. If I'm apologizing for something, I'm implying that I did some wrong. And if 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 I email a guy, his wife responds, I respond to her email, right? So so there's some email traffic. Mm-hmm. That that to me does not denote a need for an apology. Well, right? If after that email exchange, then she comes out like, yo, Ravi was doing X, Y, and Z. There's clear record. There's tech that there, there is a an electronic trail that can be followed. Mm-hmm. So true. I don't you see what I'm saying? So I don't have to apologize That's for true. anything. Just just, just uh, uh, show the receipts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just come you with the receipts, the receipts and be like, look, this went went down, guys. Like, I can acknowledge it saying, yeah, she's she's accusing so me. So even if she's trying to blackmail you as a person, you can say, Well, she doesn't have any she won't be able to blackmail me exactly. at all anyway like, if there is nothing to blackmail like me. Houston on. said to Oprah Winfrey. Crack is whack what? No. <laughs> I'm concerned. I want to see the receipts. Okay. People saying we bought all this crack. I want to see the receipts. So now there no are receipts. now just to be clear, there there are some no images. I know, right? The, the I'll take two vials. <laughs> crack dealing with like a square up joint. Three point five Bitcoin. Oh, thank you. Would you like a receipt with that? Oh, just email me. Yeah, right. Just text it to me. His joint says two vials crack. <laughs> So there, there are, if I'm not mistaken, the article mentions that there are some images, like I guess some screenshots of of the emails. Oh, Lord. I don't want to see no images. Well, I'll, I'll just say it's <laughs> screenshots of the email. I don't know. I'm hoping it's all text. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's all text. Um, 
But the law enforcement has, let me see, yeah, the law enforcement does have some screenshots that were sent in October of 2016 by the woman. She sent these screenshots. Mm-hmm. So there, because he's saying that she, after she threatened him to out the quote unquote whatever yeah. he did, he claimed in her images that he claimed that he was going to commit suicide. Well, yeah, he, so <clears throat> he caught that L. The, the, there's also, there's also uh, in that account, Apparently, there's a history of that husband and wife doing the same thing to the somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a year, like like five years before, something along those lines. So I yeah, would. It's, it's an Ontario pastor that they they tried that. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that stuff helps to absolve um, Mr. Zacharias of uh, any kind of real. Oh yeah, you know. I'm not but saying maybe Rob he didn't guilty. necessarily handle it. He didn't handle it the, the you know the best way. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, the there's a scripture where, where Paul says that we are to have a clear conscience with God and with men. And it's like, if I know my conscience is clear, there's nothing that you're going to do or say that would make me apologize, right? If I know that my conscience is clear. And if that costs me some things, like, you know, Proverbs says, a good name is better than riches. So it's like, I'm not throwing my name out there. So if I make an apology that would then imply some kind of wrongdoing when, you know, from Ravi's yeah. perspective, I don't see any wrongdoing. I just don't see a need for an apology. But somebody who does need to apologize is Mr. <laughs> Harry Thomas. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who that? <laughs> Harry Thomas. I told y'all we- You we talking get... about all them Harry Thomas books? No, no, no. <laughs> I told the wizard y'all we... riding the uh, broomsticks and all that? <laughs> no, no, no. That's Harry Potter, man. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. No, we, I told y'all we, we, we a little esoteric today. So Harry Thomas, he's the founder of Creation Fest. It's this big Christian musical thing that takes place out in like rural New Jersey. So basically, it's like white Christian Woodstock Lollapalooza. Lecrae, Lecrae uh, and I think the cross movement again, yeah. again, and I think white cross movement Christian wow. black people have performed Lecrae, again. Shout out to Lecrae. Shout out to Lecrae. I, I, you can sponsor I'm, me anytime. I'm bro. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Jimi Hendrix performed at, at Woodstock. Woodstock. Reach did, Records so. could sponsor us anytime. Don't listen to this cat over here. Anyway, so Mr. Mr. Uh, Thomas, he's a pastor of New Come Alive New Testament Church, and he also founded the creation festival that takes place out in rural New Jersey. So this gentleman was charged with not one, not mm, two, not, not two, three. Not three. You know, in the in the in LeBron. <laughs> yeah, in the LeBron's right. <laughs> this cat was charged with eight counts. <laughs> so one four counts of sexual assault mm. and four counts of endangering the welfare of children. So wait, well so 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 what was he doing? Did he like leave kids at home while he went to the store? No, nah, he was getting it in. He was getting it in, literally and figuratively, with children. So uh, he's 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 being charged with Eight counts, like I said, four uh, sexual assault, four endangering of a child, four child molestation. <laughs> so he's a pedo. He's yeah. a pedophile. Uh-huh. Is that right? Oh, yeah. He's going to get that ha-ha Davis when he get to prison. Ha-ha <laughs> Davis? What you talking about? That dude on YouTube? Hey, big fella. Come in, big fella. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> oh, man. I thought he was going to get yeah. that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. No, no, no. When he okay. get to prison, they're going to be looking for Mr. Thomas. Jeffrey, so. Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer only ate black people. Yeah, but Je- Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Yeah, so. like the berry. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer caught that uh, cold crush uh-huh. a few few years back. Yeah, so I split that skull. So, but um, so Mister Mister Thomas has been uh, charged. Mm. 
or he's been you know, he's he's been charged with all those counts. So these are this is a little bit beyond just allegations. Let's he's actually been he's actually been charged uh-huh. by the Burling in Burlington County, New Jersey's prosecutor's office has officially charged Mr. Thomas with all eight of those charges. Now, I just want to make I, I want to the one thing that I can appreciate about um, what the folks at Creation Fest did and the New Testament Church, the the come alive because he was New a Testament pastor Church. of the church and he yeah, led exactly. the Creation Fest. He was the not just a Creation Fest founder; he was also a pastor of a church, right? Yeah. So they issued a statement. Now, this is where, unlike Robbie, I think a statement needed to be issued. They say it is with deep regret and saddened hearts that the elders of Come Alive New Testament Church have indefinitely suspended Pastor Harry Thomas from all leadership positions with the church, with the festival, and all associated ministries. It also says that um, while the allegations are unrelated to his roles in the ministry, leadership has determined this to be the proper course of action at this time so, so that there can be a full investigation. They seem to be saying that he did not practice these atrocities against little girls in his ministry or or anything related to create uh, creation fest this was something else i'm I don't, i'm not sure the relevance of that part of the statement well the the, the relevance that what i see it is this would be the appearance of evil you see what i'm saying like if you on your own time was getting it in and doing doing just despicable acts with children right functionally you could still fight that legal battle right and be a quote unquote creation fest leader, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that would be the appearance of evil. Like that's where I think this garners a much harsher response than the Ravi Zacharias thing. Because if we were to let this guy yeah. just continue on, lead creation fest, just go on about, yeah, we're gonna deal with this legal battle on yeah. the side. That would be the appearance of evil. Okay. So that's why I think this is a much better response by these leaders of this church and this creation fest to say, nah, dude, you gone. Like peace. Handle your business. You've been doing dirt. You chose to feed your flesh. So now you are turned over to earthly authorities. Handle your, you know, you didn't come to us with, when, when you had issues, you know, because if you got pedophilia, that means you, you have issues. That's fair. Now you could have hit the elders up and say, listen, guys, when I see kids, I have these urges. Pray for me. Help me. Deal with You didn't do that. Right, what mm-hmm. you what you chose to do was act on those urges. Mm-hmm. So now you got to deal with the response. So I can appreciate them, yeah, essentially kicking old boy to the curb and saying you you have to deal with this on your own. Now they did say you know we're gonna pray for him and pray for the children. We're gonna pray for all the parties involved. So you don't disown him as a brother, but in terms of his actions, he has to suffer the consequences of his actions. You know what? If that's jail time or you know whatever. Loss of credibility, probably his family now. Everybody who's associated with him has probably got to take an L on some things. Either right? way, the families of these of these victims might have the financial portfolio of both <laughs> of both Creation Fest and that church, so they both might be flattened completely. Anyway, so who knows what they're trying that they might be trying? I don't know if it, yeah, all of this will make any save difference. The, save the yeah, organization. Yeah, are they even trying to yeah. save the organization? Yeah. Because I mean, I know that if either one of you guys or or any of us were hit, the parents of these children. You know, every single blood. asset that that these organizations yeah, have, we would be suing them it, for. Eva's right. It's like uh, uh, this thing called Bourbon Ball, <clears throat> and the founder of that joint was like sexually assaulting a lot of the uh, black women when they were attended. And now it's like, <laughs> they, you know, dude basically disappeared. Nobody know really knows where he is because he went off social media. But like, 
some people were still trying to push bourbon ball and like 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 people yeah. were like, dude, you just need to change y'all need to change the name of this. Yeah. Ain't nobody trying to be messing with this bourbon <laughs> ball. So the um, in, in, in in reference to this whole creation fest thing, you know, I'm I you, I I am of the persuasion that I you know, I think a lot of a lot of this um church stuff is built off a faulty foundation. Um, I think that because a lot, of, including having a music fest, you see music fests going on all the time. I do. And you're saying, you're oh, wait right. a second, we need one for Christians, <clears throat> yeah, which yeah. is what this man basically said. Well, I think that might be an oversimplification, or maybe it's not an oversimplification. But I think that what happens is that you have, because you say that you're a believer, it's not that simple, right? Like you have a responsibility uh, to make sure that uh, you are in control of your soul. The right. world doesn't have that responsibility, but you do. So, but then you, when you you try to go up against the world, like you're trying to offer the same things, you're already at a loss because you're you're moving by different statistics or different measurements. If that if that makes any sense, and so sure, it's a big a big event, it's popular. But if you're doing all the same things that the world does, and then you just slap in gospel on it, or okay. gospel in front, or Christian in front, then you know you're going to still have the same problems, and it might even be worse because you're presenting yourself as a solution, mm. and then people are you know expecting something different, and they're getting the same thing, which makes it harder because because at least with the other thing, you already know what you're getting into. You know, like right. I know if I go to a, a little a little peep concert or a future <laughs> concert, like I'm probably gonna want to do drugs. Like right. I know that. Right. right? I'm if I, I if I go to an R. Kelly concert, and Pete, somebody's getting peed. I'm on. probably gonna get sexually <laughs> assaulted. But if I go go to a Creation Fest concert, you know, like I'm not expecting that kind of thing. I'm expecting oh, feel good time, woo woo woo. And as I become, why did you have to close your yeah, eyes? One more time. Why did you have to close your eyes? You did the bucket thing and closed your eyes. They can't see this. It's a podcast. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so the 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 fact that the fact that a cult of personality gets built up, you know, it doesn't. You know, I've said this before. It doesn't have to get this big, y'all. It doesn't have to get this big. You don't have to be seventy four years old with a gigantic gigantic following all across the world and then you fall because you know you're sticking something that you're not supposed to you know inside the back of someone you're not supposed to and these kids and stuff like you don't have to be doing this you know, it know have that's to being get edited the, but go ahead it, that no, was no. A, for no. those of you who are visually no, i'm just saying but, but 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 no this is real you know like i'm just i, I I'm, I'm trying to describe what's what people are actually people people to listen audience have you know are experiencing things and i sure hope that there aren't people listening that are committing these things because if they are they need yeah. to they need to deal with this stuff and yep. so and so it, it doesn't have to get to the point where this dude is 74 years old and we're saying creation fest founder you know like it would out like like it would be better that there was no creation fest than for him to be harming these children. Do yeah. you understand what no, I'm that, saying? Yeah. Now, Avery yeah. brings so, up a very good yeah. point because if if it's at this point where you're 74... That's how old he is? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's 74. Yeah, he's lines, 74. Yeah. So he's 74 getting charged with eight counts, right? Somewhere along the lines previous to this, it could have been dealt with. Yes. This, this is what I mean by going to those elders and saying, yo, listen, this is what the Bible says. Yeah. If there are any among yeah. you built into who, are, you know, who, who mm. are struggling, go to the elders that, that they may lay hands on you. So you go to these <laughs> same elders, the same elders that just booted you out. You go to them 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Guys, I'm struggling. 
Look, he's 74 now. So 15 years ago, he was 59. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he was still an older man yeah. 15 years ago. And you say, listen, guys, I got these urges. Don't let it become Sandusky. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't, don't, like, we, we wait until, and to, to Avery's point, like Christians got to have a better response than worldly people. Like Sandusky, like you said, it's built into your faith. Yeah, it's, I mean, just read the Bible; it tells you how to respond. It's it's amazing when yes. you look throughout the Bible. God uh, knows human human frailty. Uh, Leviticus eighteen, just all kinds of nasty stuff. He says they, when you, when do. this comes across, when you yes. come across this, you deal with it X way, uh, Y way, and Z way. But we still want to you know circumvent. No. We, we still want to uh, step back from from the ways that our own faith says we have to deal with these things. Yeah. Because my my other the, the other thing I just want to yes. throw out there, I wonder how many of those people knew about this yes. beforehand. Yes, and and you know it says right, and somebody you could give me that. I'm not act. saying that they so, did, but no, you know. I mean, but it's safe to assume and, and, yeah. and or, <clears throat> or presume you can give me the address where it says when Yeshua says it's better for someone to have a millstone tied around, around their, their neck, neck and yeah. dropped in the, the deepest the middleest deep. part of the ocean and the than lead, to the little ones yeah. then the, then the you know lead these then to touch any one of these little ones or lead one of these little ones astray because of how vulnerable yeah. children are and I mean that is literally what a pedoph- a pedophile is doing you see what I'm saying and so and so um and that's you know, red letter. This, so, so, and check it, check it out. This brings me to somebody else named Representative Danny Ray Johnson, right? Sent out a, a, a link to the cat a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this is somebody, if you don't know who he is, there was an article uh, written about this dude, um, <clears throat> an audio journal, uh, a podcast series on one, uh, an, an NPR affiliate station out of like Chicago or something along those lines. And this is a representative named Danny Ray Johnson out of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, who you may have known this person for reaching headline news in 2016 for posting a photo of President Barack Obama and Michelle as monkeys on his Facebook profile, mm-hmm. right? So this dude was a pastor. Right, he called himself a bishop. He called himself a pope, and he called himself a pastor. He was not elected by anybody. He just started a church. This brings me to another thing about Christ, about about Christianity and how anybody the 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 greatest you can say the greatest thing about what people call Christianity can also be like its worst its its greatest fault, and that is anybody can waltz up in this joint and say that they are a Christian, and then because you don't have to do anything, a lot of people come in here and they come in, come up in the thing, and they take advantage of it, and so this is an example of someone who did this for his entire life, for 30 years, right? He calls himself a bishop, he calls himself the pope, he calls himself a pastor, he's, he, he, he's, he's up in K- Kentucky um, uh, taking advantage of these poor white people, uh, bikers and all this stuff, having a church um, where where he's promoting the Second Amendment and people are walking around open carry with their guns and he's on he's he they have the the uh, it's called something like the Hearts of Fire Gun Choir a choir singing with guns he has a bar in his church do you hear what I'm saying do you hear me he's serving alcohol he's like does he even have a liquor license I don't know <laughs> like he's serving alcohol and that's communion brother what you doing and so check so check this out this <laughs> this person runs. To be a representative, right? Uh, representative for uh, that area of Kentucky and it wins. wins. Yeah, he wins. And wins. 
and he rose he rose by coat by by riding the coattail of Donald Trump and pretty much being on Facebook and saying that he's attacked. Oh, you know, we're gonna make America great again and all this stuff. And he 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 rode that ticket. He rode the Trump ticket in Kentucky. He became a representative. And and so here's the thing. Here, here's, now he's in Congress. This is amazing. In well, Congress. no, he he was in Congress. He well, ain't he was, anywhere now. Said. He's yeah. he's six feet deep. Yeah, he now. committed suicide. But he killed yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. Initially, the, he was in Congress. Mm-hmm. The, the halls of Congress. The halls of Congress in Washington <laughs> D.C. And the reason why the reason why Representative Danny Ray Johnson uh, killed himself is because. It came out. It came out that he he was a fraud. Uh, so much of his story that he used throughout the years were unsubstantiated. Um, he was a man that committed um, <clears throat> uh, arson on multiple occasions. He's burned his car down. He's burned his, a previous church down. He's lied about so many things. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. He. He also would throw parties in his church, right? He would throw parties in his church where there would be uh, underage uh, people, teenagers, children or whatever. And he's serving them alcohol. He's mixing them alcohol. Mm. And then he got caught. He got, he, it was, it was, um, he was accused. He was accused by, by, by one of the teenagers that he sexually assaulted them sexually molested them and that's the one that came out there are other stories there are other stories about him getting caught with his head between a teenager's legs like at the bar in the church in the church man in kentucky these are these are these even these are evangelical christian make america great all this other stuff like this, this is this is not an aberration in, in, in in my in my in my summation is not an aberration so so anyway he got he the, he was he was accused by this uh um she's 22 years old now um but she accused him of uh of 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 of, <clears throat> of touching her you know in her inappropriate areas and sticking his hands where he sh- they shouldn't be and and um, he tried to deny it, even though there is a Facebook message where he was trying to apologize, but he really didn't speak directly about it. But there was essentially evidence. She came to people on multiple occasions and the news didn't want to cover it. The other candidate that she was running, that he was running against didn't want to cover it because she wow. didn't want to turn it into like, yeah. you know, she wanted to keep it on politics. Like the girl was basically ignored. And so when, 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 when this, um, when the audio journalists came across this and they put this, they put this series out, then this guy, Representative Danny Ray Johnson, does a um, media cast from his church and says, this is a lie. This is the fake news. Yeah. This girl is, I don't know what's wrong with her. She's coming. She's dark days. And I really, I praying for her. And then, and then, and then that night, that night he writes a, a status update on Facebook saying God knows the truth. Um, this country's wild. This country's crazy. You know, th- th- bad things are really going to happen when you keep accusing people for stuff. And then he kills himself. He takes a shotgun. Um, he probably had a license for it. And um, you know, he let it. He let loose. And that was two weeks ago. He killed himself. Yeah. And now his wife is saying that. Well, I'm gonna take his seat in in the um, House of Representatives. And we're going to represent him and all this fake news. She doesn't acknowledge anything that took place. And see, that's a big problem. So I'm saying all of this to say 
<clears throat> that it didn't have to get this far. <laughs> it didn't have to get this far. It didn't have so, to get this far. Christians, we got to do a better job of two things, I think. Two things we have to do a better job is when things are small, we got to deal with them when they're small and Come be on. willing to deal with them when they're small. You're, you're making an excellent point. All of these things are cautionary tales. The flesh, there is no limitation to the flesh. There you could no be flesh. the Pope uh, over in Europe. You can be, you know, the grandmother on the third pew. Like, it doesn't matter who you are the flesh has no limitation that's why in romans 7 i believe it is it talks about um your the law of your flesh is vying with the law of the spirit for your mind and so our for control over your Mm. mind and we know that the body does whatever the mind decides Mm. and so every day let this be a cautionary tale because we're talking about these people but in our individual lives Uh how are we uh, making sure that the law of the spirit of life and peace is winning. Exactly. Mm. Listen, the the scriptures state that the flesh wars with the spirit. Mm. In order for it to be a war, that means mm. both sides are fighting. Mm. Like a war is not just one side fighting. That means both sides are struggling for control. And so, you know, for for believers out there, if you're listening, you know, th- this is not just about Ravi or Thomas. Come on, um, Harry Thomas. This is to to say, listen. There are things that that we do in in our life, right? And everybody has a struggle. Mm-hmm. No one is is you know impervious to struggle. There's going to be an area in your life where things are just not up to par, and so you have one of two choices: deal with it when it's small, yes, or let it become too big, and it, then it deals with you. Wow. And and th- this is what happened to Mr. Thomas. Now I I can say the, the other thing: if you don't deal with it when it's small. Don't try to ignore it when it becomes big. Just go ahead and suck it up and take the L, right? Just say, you know what? This got out of hand. I'm going to have to take the L. Like, don't be like them cats in Atlanta when the thing came out about Eddie Long. Like, don't be them. Like, let's not be those people. Let's not be those believers. Um, Because, honestly, I appreciate it when the world holds Christians to a higher standard. I appreciate it. Because that means that somewhere still deep down, people still expect Christians to do something different, right? Mm-hmm. When when cats come at you, man, you a believer. I thought you spoke. Like, I appreciate that. That means that you, even in your unbelieving mm-hmm. state, still still expect me as a believer to operate on a higher yes. plane, on, mm-hmm. a, on a higher level of consciousness. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so we should take that as an honor and rise to the occasion. Like, yo, people expect this. If I'm claiming this belief, people expect me to live a particular kind of way. And I'm not doing it to please people, right? But it should force me to then go back to the tenets of my faith and say, yo, do I believe what I actually say that I believe? You know what I mean? So we should consider that, you know, <laughs> we, can, we, should, we, we should take it not only as a challenge, but as an, consider it an, an honor. Are you lost in translation? Are you looking to expand your business to the booming Asian market? Let us introduce you to Sinotrans International. At Sinotrans International, they are dedicated to becoming your bilingual gateway to bridge the language and cultural barrier between you and the booming Asian marketplace worldwide. Whatever your language needs are, Sinotrans has an international team of native experts who specialize in high-quality, reliable, and accurate Asian language translation services for high-tech, legal, commercial, and all major industries. Get in touch with Sinotrans today for a free quote. Call 650-856-0749. 
or visit them at www.sinotransinternational.com. That's S-I-N-O-T-R-A-N-S-I-N-T-L.com. Please support our sponsors the way they support this podcast and let them know you heard about them at Across the Intersection. All right, so we're going to wrap here, guys, and and we're going to end on something. I wanted to talk about this a couple weeks ago, and normally I try to steer clear of topics that everybody's talking about so that, you know, so it's not... So we don't become another voice in in the sea of voices, but Me I too, did, hashtag. But, exactly. But well, we well, we sort of beat us too, yeah, <laughs> us too, them too. <laughs> yeah. um, but this joint, I just couldn't. I could. I, I tried, and then I read. I read an article on the root, and I saw a couple of um, posts in response to the joint. So I just had to. We had to talk about it. So join the Lucas. I know y'all. If you haven't seen the video, it's been out now for at least a month. Um, I'm not racist. Jonah Lucas is a rapper from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, he's up in that area. From Ooh. Massachusetts. He's like <laughs> one of them cats like from the Burbs that's going to claim Boston, but he's from Worcester. Right, right, right. I got you. It's like cats around here that they live in the Shenandoah talking about DMV. <laughs> Shenandoah <laughs> like, Valley. Yeah, Why got to be all the way over I'm there? I'm saying, you know, Bama's around here be living like Virginia. two hours away, be like, yo, I'm from the DMV. Where yeah. you from again? Right. Live down in from, King George, Virginia. Right. From Danville. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. nah, you brother, you're not from the DMV. Anyway. King George. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on 95 South, that's yeah. you come across. Yeah. What? What is this? So anyway, so my my man Jordan Lucas made made the video. I'm I'm not racist. And the the premise of the video were two guys, a black guy and a white guy, um, talking about it, talking about racism in particularly in the US. Oh. And, you know, it was an older white gentleman, had the Make America Great Again hat on, and he was going at a younger black guy, talking about this, that, and the third. So hmm. I have a myriad of problems with the video, and well, we may even put a little blurb of the video in the pocket. I don't, I don't know if we're going to let, you know, try ooh. to find the, the, the cleanest part of the video. So <laughs> People could Google hustle. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah. Hit the hit hit your Google machine and, and just look up Jordan Lucas. I'm not racist, but there's so many logical fallacies in the lyrics. Come that on, I don't uh-oh. even know if I even want to post the thing. Now but, you know I'm interested in hearing what Eva has to say but, about this. I mean, we talking about the what's the word? Oh gosh, why are you going all the way back to <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Seventeen years ago, back. I think you wrote you wrote you, you I probably give, wrote an article on uh, cross movement. Human emergency. I'm quite interested. But but I know that you, you are in the middle of a sentence. I'm sorry. No. Well, no, I mean just that. <laughs> there, I mean she, she's you know she's exactly right. There, are just some things intellectually you look at it and just say, man, this this is problematic. Um, for starters, you had a older. I'm not gonna say middle aged, but you could tell he was an older adult white male. Mm-hmm. Looked like he was talking to a kid. He had that beer belly. Yeah, you know, he had that beer belly going. That joint was yeah. going strong. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. to somebody from that tribe, that joint comes on. It comes at you, bro. <laughs> from that tribe. You know, once you once you get up to four <laughs> O, that that joint just it just, just just comes at you strong. So, <laughs> and he might have even been t- thirty five, but he was still a good fifteen years yeah. older in experience right. and life experience and ability to articulate mm-hmm. all of that than the person he was speaking to. So that presented right. problem number one. That's the but first problem ahead. because you know when listen. Yeah. I'm almost 40 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking differently than when I was 22. So to have those two guys talking, their minds are in two different places. You know, the stuff you would think about when you was 21, you're not thinking about that stuff now. It doesn't matter. Hopefully, you know. Yes, if you are maturing 
the way you're supposed to mature, you should not still be focused on the same things you were at 21. Yes. Right. 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 So that's the first thing I thought that was problematic. And then the second thing I just want to throw out that I that for me was just problematic. I know that both of those guys were just actors doing voiceovers yeah. of Joiner actually you know his vocals yeah. but to have that white dude dropping the n-bomb like a dozen times was just that was a problem for me mm. right because if you're from middle america and you don't know joiner lucas right and you don't know who he is you're just thinking that this white dude is dropping n-bombs and it's cool because it's in a rap video so yeah. i'm gonna I'm a roll with it yeah. right just drop the n-bombs and mm -hmm. at the end they hug it out but it's like did that did, did the white guy say anything to that young kid that would make you want to hug him at the end like what did he say at the end to kind of bring reconciliation? He didn't. There was yeah. nothing, you know, and there was nothing about that that seemed we could have reconciliation, you know, at the end. So I thought that that was just silly. So let's bring it back a little bit. Basically, mm. this is a music video. Come on. Um, there's a table there. There's a um, middle-aged or almost middle-aged guy might be 35 and mm -hmm. be like upset at us for seeing, <laughs> saying something like that. Like I'm not old. White I'm man. just fat. Um, speaking to you know a, a young black man who looks like he's in his early 20s at the right. oldest and the song is I Am Not Race, Racist they're going back and forth about their respective views about race in this country mm. and the older white man keeps on talking about hard work and how he's he everything that he has he worked hard for and he's never asked for a handout and 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 why can't you do the same mm. and then the younger black guy is always talking about uh police brutality and all the ways that life is unfair and how he's not able to pull himself up by his own bootstraps but and so this basically i think what joiner lucas was trying to show were two different perspectives um and and then kind of at the end of the reconciliation of those perspectives. But there were just so many problems with the perspectives. For example, as you mentioned, mm. you have people coming from two different generations. Well. Um, but not only that, there were things that were being said or not said that were problematic. Come on, the like. older white man is talking about hard work and pulling himself up by his own bootstraps and not realizing that he lives in a caste system. And the caste system, when this old, when this older white man went from between his mother's legs and was born into this world, he was automatically put in a different category in terms of equality of opportunity than this younger black guy. So you don't just come to someone when you are in a caste system and you're set at a particular place that people who are a different color than you can't reach unless they work triple times as hard and say, oh, I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. You're born on third base. Where somebody else is at the home plate trying to trying to swing a bat to even get to first base. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the problems that I have with people who say, Oh, my great grandfather came from Poland and he was he came here with fifty cents and look what we have now. Your great grandfather lied to you. He benefited from race based government policies right. that gave him handouts and he's not telling you. And he changed his name too. You know, and, and that's another thing. <laughs> and he had a white face. And when he came over here from Poland, there are people who were here with darker faces for hundreds upon hundreds of years. And as soon as he got here and he stepped off that boat in Ellis mm -hmm. Island, he, he stepped out on, a, on an elevated position above yep. people who physically built this country. So for that middle-aged white man to have such an absence of perspective, um, that should be an insult to middle-aged white men. That part right there. Second of all, That's he's good. talking to a younger black man about hard work. Who And this younger black man doesn't have the benefit of that experience of the 15 years or whatever difference in age there is. And the only thing that he can do is talk about how he's been oppressed. But he's responding like an adolescent. 
Yeah. An adolescent does look, and this is a generalization, at the different ways that he's being kept down. That's what adolescents do. You know, they don't necessarily step back and say, okay, I'm going to be introspective about this. They don't My understand grandmother the told me yeah. that I need to be twice as good to get half as far. So instead of focusing on that cop and the way that he perceives me and whether my teacher likes me, no, let me just dig in my heels. That's not the way adolescents think. So it's a, so the, the actual conversation, I, I, it, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just a very disturbingly, disturbingly set conversation that doesn't dig into true issues and it's really not particularly honest hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah that was uh i thought that was a interesting interesting um review uh i i i thought that um <clears throat> i saw somebody post it i mean i saw it posted a few places i don't really care because people were saying oh you know i saw the title i'm not racist and i see you know this dude in a maga hat i'm like eh so I don't You're not care. Racist, right? yeah, I'm not I Italian, but I, I got spaghetti sauce on my shirt. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I, I mean, I really, I just didn't care, right? I didn't need it, uh, and and so and I saw it being posted by black people naturally, and then I was in this one um, one group. I'm in the Slack group, and uh, somebody had came up in that joint. And was like, hey, everybody, here's this video. I am not racist. That's how he talks? But he, actually, he does. Oh, really? I'm, reading it, I'm reading it, and I'm imagining him talking. And mm-hmm. he, he's like, hey, everybody, you know, uh, in fact, I think he's from Danville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, everybody, oh, you got to check out this video. Oh, I'm not racist. It's the greatest yeah. hip-hop song ever created. It's so That's deep. what this guy said. That's wow. what this guy said. Yeah. Oh, so deep. But wait till the end. It comes together. So I'm like, all right, whatever. <clears throat> I click the joint. Or I press it because I'm using my phone. I press it with my thumb. And then the video opens up <clears throat> and I watch it. And I'm like, okay. You know, and you know, first part is happening. Woo, 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 woo. I'm like, okay, okay. This is how people think. This is how people think. Then, you know, I wait. I hear the other part. I'm like, okay. Well, it's certainly the black guy part certainly wasn't as strong no. a as as the children say clap back um <laughs> as the you know as the white guys clap forward was and but in the end they hugged and you know i felt i felt um emotionally drawn to it at the end when i saw him hug and i didn't know really what to make of it felt me felt a little weird you know i felt like i was being subservient a little bit mm-hmm. you know and just watching it like oh i'm being it felt like stockholm syndrome um was was happening and mm. And uh <clears throat> and Yes so, Massa, you right, you right, Massa. Yeah, and, and I certainly from 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 all the things that I've read, all the things that I know, I mean, he didn't talk about black failure, you know, like black failure systematic systemic for for uh, white communities. You have com- many communities here in the United States that um the largest employer is the local government, uh the prison, mm-hmm. uh the taxes from the from the front like like what was going on in Ferguson, uh the tickets that are being administered to yeah. that and over ninety percent black population uh, where were the police officers and the government employees and whatnot all white people that lived in different counties like that's not that he didn't talk about that he could have i mean that's relevant to your generation right that came out eric holder came he out with that like two years ago you could have said all kinds of stuff but you talked about oh you know north korea got me looking up at the sky because of trump i don't know if a bomb about to drop like a black man can't get ahead like that's that scares everybody bro like not just black folks (laughs) it's it's like what is your specific issue and to and to amadi's amadi's point 
I think that, in your point, Eva, I think that the guy, Jordan Lucas, you know, he dropped the ball in that. He, it was almost like, you know, it was the conversation, not the conversation, but the topic was too, he either just didn't know enough to rap about it or just wasn't that good of a rapper to be able to put it in rhyme form. Uh, but I think it's he, the former, not the Yeah, matter. yeah, yeah. But, but you know, what's so interesting is like, isn't it so interesting how we can, we can, we know the case for our own Stockholm failure. syndrome. You know, Double, like, you, I know yeah. white people as good or better. Like, I know yeah. what's wrong with me. I can, I can actually author <laughs> a yeah. white person's view on me. Exactly. But I can't author my view on me you see double consciousness yeah it's that double right exactly and and a a, a correct view on me and so so yeah yeah it just it for me it's propaganda yeah it is propaganda propaganda we created our own propaganda yeah yeah, we created which which shows you man this this system is just it's it gets gets into (laughs) as dave Chappelle said "Mm, racism is It's to a T. Yeah, you know they've trained us well. Yes, man. but listen, it's like they've trained us well. It's it it speaks to one of the biggest I think failings of American culture. Um, and it is that someone who is talented, someone who has a mm. talent, is then authorized to speak on things that they have no business speaking on. Right. So we, that's why when celebrities come out and they speak on things, it's like, yo, nobody cares what you got to say. Just because you can sing or dance or play a sport or Or rap somebody or, like Cardi B who can't sing and, whoa, and can't whoa, whoa, dance. Oh, we throw whoa, a shot. We still want somebody to, her to make a sociological statement. What? what? It's getting personal. But no, that, but that's exactly right. Like, that's but that is American truth. culture. Truth, you know, that, truth. That's American culture. Just because someone is talented, we then let's say, oh, you can speak on anything carte blanche because you're talented and you're famous. So go ahead. As opposed to saying, yeah, we really don't care what you got to say about this topic. We would rather hear from some. You know, I'd rather listen. He might not be able to rap, but let me hear uh, Michael Eric Dyson talk about this or Ta-Nehisi Coates. Like I'd rather hear scholars. Them, I'd rather hear them rap about this than, yeah. than Jordan Lucas because at least what I'm going to hear, even though it might not be stylistically what I like I'm going to hear something coherent right (laughs) I'm going to hear something that actually makes sense and speaks to the issue you can actually learn from it exactly as opposed to somebody who's talented but shallow and so because that like I don't I fault him only because the video is shallow but it is like that is where he is obviously like he wrote where he is you know as opposed to someone with some depth writing about it we get someone who's talented but no depth yeah. and so you get an excellent articulation from the point of view of the older white even gentleman. though it's even though it's rooted in well, fo- but but the integrity of it at least he's there are examples that are being brought forth you know you have two again i think both of those those arguments are bad but one of them is much worse than the other than the other and, right. and it's almost like allowing a, a debate to win because one person debated better as opposed well, to what the actual issue was you, you know and there was another there was another viral video that was going around and that was in response to this video it was like uh, Temple University, there was a conversation that, that it was it was one of these, you know, you put it on the college campus, something happened in December, right? Right before Christmas break. Oh, everybody, let's come talk about, you know, and, and this. go home. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 true. And, true. and this was, and this was like about the I'm Not Racist mm-hmm. video. Yeah. It was like open conversation for the I'm Not Racist video. And it was a viral video where somebody in the audience 
was talking about how this video was propaganda and it's only really black people. Like, how, how can we let something like this float around without condemning it? And and he was like, you know, we're looking at it saying, wait to the end, wait to the end. It all comes together. And he was like, when it's time to talk, he said, he was talking about like these MAGA people, these Proud Boys or whatever, aren't waiting to the end. They're seeing, they're seeing it at that beginning. And then it's like, oh, this is great. You know, keep sharing it. And he was like, if it's supposed to start a conversation, whenever the conversation is about race, like, who's in the room? And he was like, in that room, in that viral video, it was like, ain't number black people in here. So is this really sparking a conversation about race? Or is it just further cementing the beliefs in yeah. which that people have? Mm -hmm. yeah. So Yeah, we have to we have to be gatekeepers of things like that. And so if that joint comes out, it it shouldn't I'm not gonna say condemn him because you, you don't wanna crush his creativity, but there has to be enough criticism right to make him want to go back to the drawing board and say yo you know what i'm let me pull that joint and let me re, you know reissue the proper one or maybe you have some the creative team before you actually put the video out saying this is the concept that i'm going for what are your thoughts on it right because he he actually got interviewed by ebro on Hot 97. Mm -hmm. And this is what Joyner's exact words were. Well, Cass wanted me to just make a video trashing white people. I'm not going to do that. Like, So he made a video trashing black people. Exactly. So you yeah. did the exact opposite. It's like, mm, well, yeah. come on, did, bro. Did Ebro even have, because every once in a while Ebro will say something on point. Yeah. Did Ebro have the presence of mind to challenge that thought? I he mean, probably I didn't did. See I just saw the clip of Joyner's response to this question. Because you know Ebro goes on his... On his black power joint every once in a Sometimes. while, so so I can I can imagine that Ebro would have pushed back on that, and I, I may do some research to find the whole interview, but I just heard that snippet and I was kind of like, yeah. like uh, what? Stockholm you know what I'm saying? Syndrome. He yeah. knew what side is, he knows what size his bread is buttered on. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that maybe it was good that we talked about the Haitian Revolution at first because it's like again, you <laughs> Ooh, you brought it together. You won't, you know, we you won't uh, really see any true solution until you're willing to lose. Listen, guys, Whew. and to, to to really hammer the point home, you know, I'm a believer. Like, I don't think the, the Christian faith would be what it is today if you didn't have people in the beginning willing to die over something that they know. believe. You know what I mean? If, if they took this passive mentality that most people take today – you probably wouldn't even know what Christian is. We probably wouldn't even know what what who Yeshua was. But you had a group of people who were like, "Yo, you know what? Even though we're being persecuted, you know, to extinction, like we're gonna still go ham for our belief." And so, because of that, like it is because of that determination that you get on the radar of the Roman Empire and say, "Yo, what's? How are they continuing to thrive?" Mm -hmm. You know, like like what? Like, 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 what's really good? And so, you know, for for people who take this passive approach, like, eh, you know, oppression's not that bad. Come on, y'all, just chill. It's like nothing really happens until you have people that are willing, right? If if necessary, my life. Like, I'm not going in like, yo, kill me. I'm I'm not suicidal. But if necessary, right? You know, if necessary, then if, if that's what it comes to, then that's what it comes to. And I think we haven't, we we too comfortable. Like, you know, we cats are very comfortable. And when you got people that's comfortable, America's all about comfort. And so when you got people that's comfortable, they're not really going to fight. They're going to put up a little bit of a passive aggressive resistance, but they're not really going to fight because the iPhone X just came out. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not and really going to fight. And the, yeah, the new retro Jordan's about to drop. 
or the new streaming thing on Netflix. So I'm not really going to fight. Google so, Pixel 2 is out. Why would I fight you? We too comfortable. Pacification. Yeah, we 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 have to get a, a little bit more determined. And so to Avery's point about your bread being buttered, if I got to take an L on the bread and the butter, right, mm-hmm. then I'm just going to do that. So anyway, we, we appreciate you guys listening to us this Thank week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. And for those of you who celebrate holidays, uh, happy Kwanzaa, happy, Merry Christmas, New Year's, all of that. Boxing Day for my Jamaican peoples. <laughs> boop, boop. Um, but as always, you know, we're going to keep God in the mix. So for Eve and Avery, this is AJ Sanders. Peace. Peace. See you. Let's get started. I won't cheat you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. Yeah, they're the ones that keeping it biblical. Keeping 100 when others saying it's fictional. 